Inside the Game, brought to you by FlexCoach and FlexCoach VR. Welcome back to Inside the Game, brought to you by FlexCoach and FlexCoach VR. I'm Chris Riley, and we're talking with Mike Sullivan, head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is segment three of five. In this league, my hope is that if I can help you have success and I can learn from you and working beside you, then maybe another opportunity will present itself for me to have a chance to be a head coach again. And Torts and I talked about that all the time. And one of the things I have that I love about Torts was he was my biggest advocate, you know, still is to this day. And uh, and so uh, so we had that relationship. And uh, and but I knew I was with Torts at that point for like I don't know how many seasons, six, seven, eight seasons, whatever it was. And I just didn't want to be uh, categorized in the league as Torts's guy, right? He's Torts's Sully's Torts's guy. Yeah. Because you, know, you you see that a lot in in the league. There's are there are certain head coaches that have an assistant that they take with them everywhere they go, right? Uh, you know, Scotty Bowman had Barry Smith, for example, and yep. uh, Peter Laviolette has Kevin McCarthy, right? There's there's a number of those around the around the league or whatever. But I didn't want to be that guy for Torts, and I and him and I talked about it all the time. I almost didn't go with him to Vancouver, but you know, for for that very reason. But but I just knew at that time I needed to. If I had any shot at being a head coach in the NHL again, I needed to take a step back. First and foremost, I needed to be a head coach again. And if it wasn't going to take place at the NHL level, I needed to prove myself again at the American League level. And that's why I made the decision that I made to go back to the American League. So you're down there in, in the AHL with Wilkes-Barre Scranton. And December 15th, there's a head coaching change made with the Penguins. Team is out of the playoff picture at that time at the NHL level. Um, they're three points out, but there's a lot of leapfrogging to get them back into the mix. You had Malkin, you had Crosby, you had Fleury. You had a lot of stars on that team, as we just discussed, and managing them is important. What did you do when you came into the dressing room for that first time with the team? What, what was your message to, you know, a lot of people don't understand, like even in business, you know, sometimes there's a business and the division is not doing well and they bring a new person in, not shake it up or maybe shake it up. What did you, from your experiences you had over the course of time, bring into that locker room that first time to say to the guys? So it's a great question. I thought a lot about it before I had the very first meeting when I walked into that room to meet those guys the, 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 the first day that I took the team over as the head coach. And whenever a coaching change like that takes place, the, you know, the reason's obvious because expectations aren't being met. And usually teams are vulnerable, right? Players are vulnerable. There's doubt. There's, there's a black cloud over the team, you know. The, and at that time, you know, there was all kinds of talk and uh, media talking about the star players in Pittsburgh, that their golden years are over, that, you know, their best games, their best days are behind them. And, you know, they, they, they no longer have, you know, in the sweet spot of their opportunity to win Stanley Cups and they've underachieved and and they've only won once and all of that was going on around the team at the time. And so I had a sense that, hey, well, I'm, I'm going to walk into a fragile dressing room. So, uh, so what I tried to do first and foremost was give them some hope and, and provide some inspiration. And so 
I walked in and, and, and the very first part of the conversation I had with them was I looked around the room and I, and I said, I introduced myself and I said, let me just tell you right now, guys, I have so much respect for everything that you guys have, have accomplished to this point in your respective careers. And we have a lot of great players in this room. But the reality is, as you know and I know, that great players don't win championships. Great teams win championships. And our challenge from this day forward is going to try everything we do. Our challenge is to become a great team. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to ignore the noise that's going on around the team. People are going to say things about us. We're not going to let anybody write our story for us. We're going to write our own story starting today. And the way we're going to do it is we're going to stay in the moment. We're going to focus on the task at hand every day. We're going to focus on the process. Don't get overwhelmed by the circumstances. You know, I don't know where we are in the standings right now. I don't really care. We have one goal every day we come to the rink. We're going to, we're going to walk through the door with a smile on our face, enthusiastic about playing the game we love. And we're going to push each other to get better each and every single day. We're going to be that short-term focused. We're going to focus on the task at hand one day. That's it. And we're going to ignore all the noise that's going on around the team right now. And we're going to celebrate the small successes along the way. I don't know if it's where it's going to take us in April, but we'll see. That's going to be our approach. So that was my very first conversation with them. And we tried to take that approach every single day. And we built and we built and we slowly but surely, we dug our way out of uh, a difficult circumstance uh, and ultimately uh, became a team in the true sense of the word. We're talking with Mike Sullivan, head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins, about uh, a lot of different things in, in development right now. Um, you win the Stanley Cup that spring. What, what changed in that dynamic in that dressing room? You talk about you did the small things every day and it built and it built and it built and it crescendos and you win the Stanley Cup. What did you do differently? And what did the players buy into with you doing all those small things? Well, one of the things that we did tactically, right, was, and, and this is one of the things that I said to my coaching staff and to Jim Rutherford when I, when I first took the job is, you know, I asked the question to myself, but also to the group, you know, what are we here? You know, like, what's our identity? You know, what, what, what we need to establish a clear identity of, of what kind of team we want to be. And when you look at our core players, our star guys, I believe that they want to play a speed game. Sid can skate. Tanger can skate. Gino can skate. Phil can skate. All these guys can skate. They want to skate. They want to go. So, we changed, you know, we slowly changed uh, tactically uh, on the ice on how we played. Uh, and we weren't so much focused on the, the quote unquote puck possession game, right? We wanted to play with the puck, but we were going to play fast, whether it was with it or without it, we were going to play fast and we were going to play a straight ahead North South game. And so we changed tactically, but we also changed our mindset. And we try to we try to sell to the group that we are, we're going to make these changes because we're going to play to our strengths. And then Jim made some personnel adjustments along the way that helped us improve our team speed. 
And we turned into a team that speed became our ultimate competitive advantage. And, uh, and then the other thing we talked about was just resilience, right? Overcoming adversity and things of that nature and, and how we were going to have to become a more hardened group if we're going to win. Because it's hard to win in that league. Like every, you know, 30 other teams are trying to win too. They're, they got pretty good players too. Yeah. So not always going to go our way. And, uh, and we talked, we had a lot of conversations about that, uh, you know, weekly, just about how we going to handle it when it doesn't go the right way. You know, like we have a saying inside our Stanley Cup ring in 2016, and it, it says, just play. And I, you probably heard it in some, yep. of the, some of the sound bites we have with the Penguins. But that, that, that phrase kind of evolved uh, out of because when things didn't go the right way and our team got rattled, I used to say on the bench, and it, there, was a, there was an adjective in, the, in between. The <laughs> that, uh, that's not appropriate. But, but I would say to the guys, you know, like, stop, just play, just play. Don't worry about it. Just play. Like, you know, don't worry about the refs. Don't worry about the goalie. Don't worry about uh, a circumstance that didn't go the right way. Like, just play. Let's just play. Drop the puck, play. Let's compete. Let's compete it. And it was kind of, uh, it was my way of trying to get their mindset into more res- a resilient mindset where, you know, circumstances were going to take place on the ice and it wasn't going to go our way sometimes. That's hockey. And what's important is how do we react? How do we react to those circumstances, right? And so that became one of the strengths of that group. And, uh, you know, we turned into a team that that led the league and, and come from behind wins that year. And we did the same thing in 2017 where, where there was a certain resilience and a belief in the group that we could overcome circumstances when it didn't go our way. <laughs> A lot of teams talk about, you know, there's key players on the team that they can rely on. A lot of the stars, um, you know, I'll give you an example. The Yankees had their core of four. They always talked about, you know, Derek Jeter leading the core of four with Girardi, with uh, Andy Pettit, with Mariano Rivera. There were four guys that Joe Torre could always count on. Talk about, you know, you probably have a core of guys that you can go to who are your leaders and how that spreads throughout the rest of the team. How do you, how do you send your message through those guys? Because sometimes players don't want to hear from coaches. They want to hear from their teammates and the stars on the team or the, or the leaders on the team. How do, they, how do you handle something like that? Well, you know, one of the things that I try to do is, is I try to give the players ownership. Uh, I want them to have a stake in the game. You know, our coaching staff in Pittsburgh, we encourage their input. We encourage their feedback uh, because we want them to take ownership for their team. You know, as I say to their players all the time, it's, it's not my team. You know, it's not the coaching staff team. It's your team. We don't go over the boards. We don't play. You guys do. It's your team. We're here to try to help you. We're trying to help you uh, and give you a game plan to, to, to have success out there but you guys got to take responsibility for what goes on. So the first thing I would say to that, to answer that question is we try, I try as the head coach to give them ownership for what takes place. And we just have great people. You know, I, I, I can't say enough about the, the, you know, the core group that we have in Pittsburgh, you know, Sidney Crosby is just a great human. He cares about the Penguins. He's a great player, but, but he's, but he's every bit as good a person, you know, if Kenny Malkin is just a good person, he said, you know, they're, these guys are just great people and, uh, and they care about winning. And uh, it's not to say that we don't have our little uh, disagreements and every family has them. <laughs> that, that's, that's part of it, right? That's part of it. But, 
you know, it's overcoming those challenges. That's the strength of your leadership group. And so, you know, I talk to those guys often, you know, I think it's my responsibility to build relationships with these guys. I make a concerted effort in building relationships with my players daily. It's a daily endeavor on my part. I have to take that initiative as the head coach. And, uh, and so I take that seriously. When you build those relationships, trust is established. So when I have conversations with our leadership group, one of the things that I talk to them about is what's that conversation like when the coaches leave the room? That's an important conversation, right? And I need some believers and me and what we're trying to do as a coaching staff. Because if I don't have some believers in there, then it's going to be hard for us to sell the message, right? And to get the buy-in that's necessary to win. And, and, you know, as I say to guys all the time, listen, I just want to win. That's it. I want to win. There's no, there's no agenda here other yeah. than trying to help the Penguins win another championship. And, and so, and, and I try to encourage the ownership of the players. And as I say to guys all the time, it's a partnership between the coaches and the players. We're not banging it over anybody's heads. We're not trying to intimidate people into playing the game a certain way. We're not using fear as a motivation, right? It's, this is a partnership here. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to work together for, for a common cause here, for a common goal. And so the only way we're going to reach that goal is if we work together. And, but, but listen, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that, that one of the biggest responsibilities as the head coach is you've got to sell your message, right? You've got to sell your, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to get these guys to buy in on. And it's everything from a mindset to tactically how we're trying to play, right? That's what makes up your identity. That's part of the, you know, everybody uses that word culture, right? And I mm-hmm. think it's an old word. I hate the word, quite honestly. It's more about it. It's an, it, essentially, it's an environment, right? When we come into the rink every day, what do we expect from one another? You know, what's your responsibility to, you know, to, to be, be a productive participant in creating the environment that's conducive to winning? Because ultimately, that's why we all enter the, the building. Yeah, that's what we want to do. Right. And so, you know, messaging is important, right? It's my responsibility to sell the message. And so like with my coaching staff, we talk a lot about vocabulary, you know, catchphrases, slogans, whatever it may be. We're trying to, we're constantly trying to present a consistent message that ultimately our hope is that the players will buy into that becomes the fabric of the identity that we're trying to become. You've won two Stanley Cups as a head coach. Um, you know, people talk about the climb to success is hard. Is it hard? Is the climb hard or is the maintaining harder? It's both. It's just a different type of hard. (laughs) The journey's tough, but it's also the most fulfilling, you know, but I would say, I mean, the league is set up. The league is set up to prevent dynasties, right? Yeah. Just the way that all pro sports is to this day. It's, you know, the, the business of the game, everything from how contracts are negotiated to, uh, you know, the way the draft is set up. It, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to stay on top, you know? And, and so uh, that, that 
becomes the challenge. And when you have six, the one thing I'll tell you is like when we won the Stanley Cup in 2016, in 2017, you're not catching any team by surprise. Yeah, you know, you're, everyone's you're, waiting for you. You're going into a building and the coach is saying, here are the Stanley Cup champs, guys. We better be ready to play or else, right? So we get everybody's A game, you know, every night. Now, we haven't won in a couple of years, but we still get everybody's A game. And I think it's because of the respect that the league has for the players that we have and their accomplishments along the way. And so, uh, you know, that's that's something that's part of the burden of responsibility that you assume when you win. But it's also what makes it so rewarding. And so uh, it's not easy. It's hard to win. The journey's tough. But staying on top is that's a different level of tough. I'm Chris Riley. You're listening to Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. We're talking with Mike Sullivan. That was the end of segment three of five. Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR.